Hey everybody, really quick before we get started, just a quick disclaimer. Uh, the album that we're talking about today deals a lot in heavy themes of criticizing religion and some political stuff. I personally lean left, but I try to keep this episode as objective as I can. But I want to inform you of my own kind of political leanings so that you can factor my possible bias out of this episode so that you can hopefully get an objective view of what's going on and better understanding this record. Uh, to be honest, I try to make what's opinion and what's uh, being said by the band and where that differentiates as clear as I possibly can. But if religion discussion, political discussion, if that's a no for you, then just be warned about this. But anyways, uh, on with the episode. Welcome back to the Depths of Music podcast. My name is Nick, and today we are reviewing our first new release of the new year. It it took me long enough, uh, and we got a big one to start with. One of my most anticipated album of the year, uh, Imperium by Ghost. Imperium is the fifth album from Swedish, I'm going to say rock band, Ghost, um, and I believe the band's sound is best described as ABBA meets heavy metal, and I'm not just saying that because they're Swedish. Ghost sonically is about combining the high angelic voice of lead singer Tobias Forge with the instrumentation and lyrical themes of metal. In fact, in great metal tradition, the band's identity uh, is built in a large part also due to their stage presence. Alter Ego and Lore. This might be even where you know them most from. Uh, they have a very distinct visual appearance. Tobias takes up the mantle of Papa Emeritus, leader of a satanic version of the Catholic Church. Him and his nameless ghouls are hellbent, pun fully intended, on taking over the world and spreading their satanic doctrine. The entire ghost storyline is something that would take far too long to recount to you. So what you need to know is that on that ghost's last album, prequel the band was led by cardinal copia he was not officially the pope of their little church but is instead just trying to hold his place in the upper ranks after the passing of papa niley the father of the first three papa emeritus characters the cardinal was appointed to papa emeritus the fourth who is the singer of the band as this album so if you hear me refer to Forge, uh, the real person, Tobias Forge, and sometimes refer to him as Papa Emeritus, Papa Four, whatever. They're all the same person. Uh, it's a weird, complex kind of little stage thing, but that's also just something that metal has done. I mean, you see it all the time with black metal artists and face paint and all that kind of stuff. Stage presence, theatrics, it's kind of a whole point of it. And honestly, I think a lot of it is a big part of what makes Ghost interesting, the visual intrigue also match with the fact that their look does not match their sound. Um, but anyways, uh, musically, Ghost was formed in 2006 and released their first album in 2010, Opus Eponymous. Heavy themes of Satanism and impending doom has been big in the band's music, even as they moved away from their metal and hard rock-inspired roots. Their most recent album, 2017's prequel, focused around the Black Plague, which is a concept that didn't really age well, uh, and showcased the band moving more to their arena rock sound. Personally, I've enjoyed all four of Ghost's albums. I own all of them on vinyl, including this new one. 
Uh, they're just a really consistently solid band that does what they set out to do well and to a certain level of quality every single time. So a fifth Ghost album was something I've been very excited for for a very long time. Now that the record is here, how is it? Well, it's bound to be divisive as Ghost on this record are continuing to move away from their harder, edgier rock roots and more into an 80s inspired sound. But the question really at the end of the day is, do they do this well? Did Ghost sell out? And even if they did, do we care? Let's find out. Imperium begins with its title track. This is one of only a few instrumental songs in the record. Previous Ghost songs commonly had full-sized instrumental songs, so this is nothing too out of the ordinary, but still, all of the three instrumentals on this record are short and essentially are kind of like glorified intros. Um, it begins with a gentle acoustic guitar intro, eventually ramping up with that marching band-like snare that dun 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 and an anthemic guitar line that gradually builds with the instrumentation. As the first instrumental taste of the record, it's very uplifting, especially by ghost standards. I think the grandeur is supposed to invoke the grandiosity of the title, Imperium meaning absolute power in Latin. It's pretty clear that this is supposed to be in theme with the record. Before the album was even announced, uh, and released even, Tobias Forge spoke about how Imperium is mostly supposed to be about the rise and fall of empires over time, and now that we have the record in our hands, it's interesting, and we're going to explore this a lot through this episode, uh, of how that theme is communicated throughout this entire record but i feel like that grandiosity is supposed to be indicative of that rise and all the big stuff that comes with having a massive massive empire and obviously we're going to see a bunch of different aspects of this as we go on um but it feels grand it feels royal it's invoking that big feeling that we want on a record like this it's a little bit different than we might be used to with ghost but it's still kind of interesting. The following track, Kaiserion, builds directly on Imperium. It's the first real song on the record, and it very shows how quickly the new direction, Papa the Fourth, is taking the band on this record. The song feels closer to an 80s arena rock anthem than the Black Sabbath that inspired the band. This can be said for most of the record, and this is what will divide listeners most on this album more than anything. Ghost's more metal sensibilities are much more scarce on Imperium as they ramp up the glamour with guitars and background vocalists and general lighter, more major key playing. I'm not saying this is anything they haven't done before, especially with something like Dance Macabre on Prequel, uh, but the catchy chorus and the op uh, optimistic arpeggiated guitar line serve to hide the darker side of this song, hiding in the lyrics. That's the thing, especially with this album, is that Sonically, we may be getting lighter, more major keys, more just poppy production, less of that metal stuff that they were doing, but a lot of the darkness, the complexity, and the truthfulness to their roots is going to be in the lyrics, and I think that's especially true on a song like this. Kaiserion is about tearing down an old empire to build up something new, except it's not going about that in the best of ways. Most of our clues from this and the lead that got me to look down this is the chant of Hypeta, which I hope I said that right, uh, in the background 
of some of the pre-choruses and verses. Uh, she is a real historical figure. She was an extremely prolific teacher in ancient Rome. Uh, and while not yet the state religion of Rome at the time, Christianity is beginning to rise. Hapita's philosophy, mainly drawn from the Greeks, things like Plato and whatnot, uh, was beginning to be seen as heretical. And as Christianity was forced underground for the majority, like a good bit of time after the death of Jesus, the Christians at the time were very strongly devoted. And uh, she, this Hapita lady, was actually slaughtered by a mob of fanatical Christians for her philosophy. And Papa Emeritus is using this story to sing in the triumphant tone of the Christians, believing they are destroying the pagan empire, even though what they were doing was slaughtering a prolific person who really just kind of had their own thoughts. The writing here is subtle and definitely not clear on first listen. That's something that's going to carry on throughout this album. Uh... But there's some really smart lines here in how they handle this. I like the connection uh, in the line, the noise of the righteous dogma that hides the handmaid's tale, which is a direct reference to the radical Christian empire that wipes away the United States uh, and replaces it with a dystopian regime in Margaret Atwood's classic novel, The Handmaid's Table. In that story, the religious dogma is used to cover up the horrendous things done particularly to the Handmaids. And I'm not going to give you a full summary on The Handmaid's Tale, but I, I literally just finished reading that book like two weeks ago, so this was really good timing. I didn't even have to look any of that up. Uh, but the depths of commentary gained from evil, even simple lines like this in this song show a lot about the true quality of writing they're doing here. As you may have noticed... Uh, all of the examples invoked of tearing down this empire and building up the new one, a lot of these examples, The Handmaid's Tale and this one about Rome, are all Christian. And that is a very kind of big part of Ghost. All of these are kind of pointing the finger at Christianity. And obviously, you know, Christianity is extremely complicated, and I'm not going to make any big generalizing statements on the religion as a whole, but references to it are a signature of ghosts. As I mentioned before, they are a satanic parody of Catholicism, a branch of Christianity that the Romans, including those who would kill Hapita, would eventually adopt. The whole point, a lot of the times, of ghosts lyrically, in a lot of ways, is to call out the hypocrisy that they see in organized religion particularly Christianity. Seeing the finger pointed at Christianity does not mean that they are the only ones who have ever done anything wrong, but it's something to be noted because of how common that is with this band and their 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 use of Christian imagery and whatnot to flip it and to criticize it. And we're going to see this continue throughout this record. Um, but that's an interesting way that even in a song that's like this, uh, just when you listen to it and you listen to some of the other ghost songs, it may seem like they're very, very different. Some of these lyrical themes feel very similar and feel very connected to what the band had been previously writing because of things like these criticisms of religion, even if sonically this has a lot less in common. Even though a lot of this album is very different, as I've been basically harping on this whole time, a lot of it is written to a level of quality to where that's not too much of a problem. Not all of it, but my philosophy on just like 
changing sounds as a band is as long as it's good, I don't really care. And that might be a problem to some people. So some people might be turned off by this track as it's definitely a sound, but uh, I think it's quite good. It checks all the boxes for me of kind of what I want from Ghost. It's just a little bit different. Continuing with the 80s vibe of the record, Spillways starts with a keyboard intro that I swear is ripped straight from Runaway by Bon Jovi. The rhythm guitar and bass drive the song quite nicely. There's a constant heartbeat of the song that that provides. It makes the moments where they're all removed on the chorus particularly stand out. The riff that dominates most of the song is another really good one from Ghosts. This is another particular favorite of mine on the record because I really like the lower end. There's, for lack of a better term, some balls on that riff that Kaiserian doesn't really have. Personally, this movement to more mainstream rock styles, as much as I, you know, literally got done saying that, like, you know, it's it's okay as long as the music's good. In general, though, this is not a decision that is personally something that lands with me. I prefer the darker sounds of Ghost and the record's moments that really get to highlight that are my favorites. And I think Spillways is, is a pretty decent example. Uh, with that radio rock sound, though, comes the extremely catchy hooks and the harmonized wailing vocals that are handled really well on this song and to an extent the entire record. The solo was crafted to be very reminiscent of Queen and Brian May. And yeah, it's a solid interpretation of one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Looking at the lyrics, they are, once again, Slightly darker than one may assume. Spillways are the little flaws in all of us. The evil that is crying to be let out, to be fed, to be festered. When asked about the song, Tobias said it's meant to contrast Kaiserian's themes of group evil. You know, like when you get in a mob. That's also kind of what Kaiserian's going for, is like the mob think when they're tearing down that empire. Well, this is supposed to mirror that in the fact that this is about individual darkness. Well, in in all honesty, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. There's a few times reading some of the interviews with Tobias Forge about how these songs connect that it's a little bit of a stretch. I think this is one of them. Uh, but I still think it's, you know, the themes of inherent evil are relevant to the subject at hand. Plus, uh, there's droppings of words like faith and phases, phrases in Latin that are still kind of very clear that Ghost is kind of sticking to that same aesthetic area that they've been kind of operating in for their whole career. Even if the song is more applicable to a broader context and doesn't super fit the context of the album, that's something that's going to be pretty common through this record. This is not a straight concept record that's going to play it like beat by beat by beat. So, once again, another really good song on this record. Uh, and the bangers keep coming as we get to arguably the heart- heaviest song on the record, uh, with the most ridiculous title on the record. A really great guitar solo line opens the track Call Me Little Sunshine. The way the guitar kicks in with the riff is really good after that uh, first few bars of that line. I like how it's a bit more of a mid-tempo song. Most of these have kind of been like these big, kind of grander things. This is more of like an ominous, kind of creepier, kind of like like a more like walking tempo. Kind of somebody's just slowly following you in the night kind of 
song. The deep chants of Call Me do a good job to add that creepy vibe, and not like a creepy guy in the bar way. I'm talking about like Sacrifice You to Satan kind of way. Uh, the feeling of the song is a little neutered by the chorus being Call Me Little Sunshine. Uh, still, despite the unapologetic cheese of this chorus, it's really well written, and cheese is something that Ghost has always indulged themselves in. I mean, they are, they're wearing a bunch of face paints. He calls himself Papa Emeritus. Like, there's a certain self-awareness to Ghost because you cannot fully take them seriously at any given time, which I personally enjoy in my metal. I talked about this when I was talking about Ice Nine Kills, but... Like, a lot of times, I like bands that don't always play it perfectly straight-faced, and Ghost is one of them. But then again, if that bothers somebody, something that somebody would say is too cheesy, I would understand that. I know I've been kind of saying this a lot, but this is just another one of my favorite tracks because it's just particularly really well-written. It's one of the record's better guitar solos and riffs, and one of just the best moments on the record. It was... The song that led off the album announcement of this, I remember listening to this for the first time I had COVID, uh, and it's just a really genuinely great song. On the lyrical end, this is the track with the most overt references to Satan, uh, which obviously, you know, I've talked about it a good bit and that's kind of another signature of the band. So it was bound to happen at some point on this, so... You know, they gotta they gotta get this one in, and this is probably the most overt. He's calling to a person claiming he wants to save them and help them in a time of need. The use of little sunshine and even the pose the Papa V takes Papa uh the use of little sunshine and even the pose the Papa the Fourth takes on the album cover is a reference to famous Satanist Mr. Crowley. It has also been stated by other writers of the song that the devil in this song calling out to somebody to do evil is supposed to represent something like alcohol and the dark temptation of drinking. Uh, regardless, Tobias sees this beckoning as a negative thing, even though the song doesn't go out of its way to tell the listener Satan equal bad, it's just kind of assumed. The whole song is kind of evocative of the way that heavy metal dances a thin line with the devil a lot of times it is just for aesthetic value but there are definitely some uh more extreme sides of metal that genuinely have accounts of them genuinely worshiping satan uh so metal's kind of entwinement with that has kind of been there as long as the genre has been around uh, Ghost's satanic imagery, in fact, was the uh, subject of a 2021 research study by Gerald Paulson for the Journal of Religion. Uh, and all that being said, Ghost has really leaned into this aspect of heavy metal. You know, I just mentioned a lot of people just use it for aesthetics. Ghost is kind of taking it that one step further. So I feel like if they didn't have one track about Satan, the fans would have kind of been bummed out, even though you're getting kind of some similar themes. Uh, but still, just for the sonic break that this uh, track provides in its heaviness, and just mainly in terms of the riff, give it a real standout place on the record. It's a familiar song for Ghost fans, if you enjoy that. If you're like me, and a lot of times you're missing the heavier sounds, on this record, this is a particular favorite. 
Next up is the lead single for this album, debuting originally as part of the soundtrack to the 2021 film Halloween Kills, is Hunter's Moon. This song is another really fantastic cut. The keyboard or guitar playing on this song, I can't really tell, is really particularly excellent. The lead line that kicks in uh, for the chorus is one of the best parts on the on the song. The instrumental section right before the final chorus is also really great with the new guitar riff, that deep bend, and the awesome choir vocals. I also think Hunter's Moon is one of the best vocal performances on the album. It allows Papa to show off his vocal charm chops in terms of range and just virtuosity, as well as embellish in his very melodramatic fashion that kind of is a signature of the band. That plus the drumming and the excellent rhythm guitar and bass are easily the best part of the song. Uh, just in general for the whole record, I appreciate how audible the bass is and how great it sounds. Uh, bass players, especially in metal, sometimes get covered up. So when you have a really prominent bass part, I, I like to pointed out in albums and I think this this album just in general sounds good like I'm not a master on mixing or production or any of that but to my ears this is a very good sounding record uh lyrically I think this one's a bit more of a stretch to connect with the overall themes that we've been going with so far it's more of a crazy stalker story it's more connected to something like call me a little sunshine if you want to draw a line between those uh but it's a little bit of a stretch very clearly you know this was written for a soundtrack uh and it does feel a little different than the other things on the album once again it's got a little bit more of an edge kind of like call me a little sunshine but in an album like this i feel like it fits in pretty well even despite kind of the things both lyrically and instrumentally that make it stand out those things that make it stand out kind of make it serve as a nice little break especially as the back half of this record gets very into that 80s sound a lot of similar things can be said for watcher in the sky the next track the choppy guitar playing provides a really nice catchy foundation for the soaring chorus the instrumental break on the song is also really great uh the song like hunter's moon and call me a little sunshine kind of completes this little three song run of being the most ghost ghost songs on this record the incredibly catchy big poppy choruses underpinned with chugging palm muted guitars songs like these are my favorites and probably will remain favorites of fans because of the way they strike that angelic voice and pop sensibilities with metal balance that ghost has been going for for their entire career in terms of musicality besides for what i've already said i can pretty much just say that watcher in the sky is just a really well written rock song lyrically the song is more of a callback to the themes of societal regression in favor of religion that we saw in songs like kaiserion watcher in the sky is about using new technology new scientific knowledge but instead of using that to push humanity forward as a whole we are using it in an attempt to find god it's meant to be ironic as some people see the techno technological advances we made being able to explain away things that typically were used to explain religion as something that invalidates religion once again i'm not saying that's a personal opinion of mine but that is the sentiment this is song is reflecting so it's supposed to be ironic and using this technology that's supposed to explain some of the things that we once relied on religion to explain to then prove religion um so it's an interesting message and it's a unique take uh, and i like the lyrics for how 
unique they are in terms of subject matter, however, just like Kaiserian, it's not a message that's going to click with the casual listener after just a few plays. I think it's intentionally structured that way, considering that the vagueness is pretty consistent on this record. When communicating concepts and themes on a record to your audience, though, if you make them too do too much digging to get to your meaning, you risk not getting your message across at all. Still, though, uh, in terms of musicality and some really interesting lyrical concepts, whether you agree with them or not, I think Watcher in the Sky is a pretty great track. Dominion is the next instrumental track of the album with a heavy focus on brass. It's menacing, but also sweeping and grand, just kind of like our other instrumental. The only thing I want to mention... Uh, that also applies to the next song in the record, is I can say with 99% certainty that these horns are computer-generated, and it kind of takes away from the beautiful awe that I feel like this song is supposed to have because the horns feel a little too canned. It's going to serve the kind of cheese factor of the next song well, but I think it personally hinders Dominion as an intro. Speaking of that song, 20s is the most extreme diversion that Ghost takes on this new record. The song feels like heavy metal Broadway. As the name implies, Ghost is channeling all the grandeur of the roaring 20s in one song. Uh, Forge described the sound as Slayer meets Missy Elliott, which is a combination of artists you never think would work. And to be honest, it doesn't really. Ghost is a campy band, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, but they lean hard into their concepts and they play everything very tongue-in-cheek. To me, though, this is a little bit too far. The chugging guitars clash with cheesy horns, high-pitched singers in the background repeat after Tobias, and the words hoo-hahs and moolahs are unironically rhymed. Well, okay, no, it is ironic, but like still. Hoo-hahs and moolah. The song is definitely going to be divisive, to say the least. Now, to be fair, I don't hate this track. The aforementioned trucking guitar lick is great, and so is the solo. And I think despite the uh, style not fully connecting, it does make concept sense in context of what the song is talking about. And I always am going to give a band props for taking a risk and failing a little bit than just playing it safe. Lyrically, this one kind of caught me by surprise because Ghost is a Swedish band, but yeah, uh, 20s is about Trump and the MAGA movement, uh, particularly uh, the attempted capital attack on January 6, 2021. Just like Kaiserian, it's sung as a call to action from the perspective of somebody in the movement that the audience is not supposed to agree with. Once again, you know, obviously dealing with politics, so you can have your own opinions. Um, particularly, you know, the, the verses promise money and joy and glory that they'll achieve their plan goes to fruition. The verses talk about the Ivy League dopes that want to mock us and how the, they will achieve this rebellion by directing the course of collision and gathering the tools to disintegrate. It sounds like a bit of a stretch maybe to connect this to Trump at this point. But considering the grabbing them all by the hoo-hahs is a pretty clear reference to a certain Trump comment. And the art booklet that came with the vinyl has the former president depicted as an ogre-like creature. It's pretty clear what the song is going for. The tone of the song is extremely aggressive and emblematic of the extreme nature of some 
uh, modern political movements. The song does a good job capturing the essence in terms of uh, rhetoric and attitude of the movement it's parodying. Now, obviously, this is still a controversial topic to this day, despite how you may feel about Trump or anything revolving around the topics. I feel like Ghost is to be commended for the interesting way they approach the song. I like using the sound. I like how they use the sounds of the 1920s and the feelings of the 20s to parallel the 2020s. Uh, and I also think these themes that they're going for in invoking this more modern image is emblematic of how we're talking about the rise and fall of empires and how one could interpret America as a modern empire and this being like a an a rise and fall kind of phase of this empire. Once again, I'm not going to like put out a bunch of big sweeping political statements, but I think it's another interesting angle to add to this topic because it shows that what's going on in these empires that we talked about with like Caesarion and Watcher in the Sky is not something that ends back in the day it's something that extends even to the modern day so i think that's another little interesting facet of this album tobias forge summed up imperium by calling it ghost's black album in reference to the metallica record uh now having heard the record it's a comment that makes a lot of sense as it leans more into the mainstream sounds than what the band was originally known for while we're standing a bit of that edge well if Imperium is the Black Album, the next track, The Darkness at the Heart of My Love, is there Nothing Else Matters. This is Ghost's ba power ballad of the record, and it's fairly solid. The acoustic guitars paired with Forge's lone vocals are really good. It's also layered uh, with one normal singing and one just whispering the same lines, adding that kind of ominous energy that Ghost is kind of always going for. Just like a lot of ballads, this song is really big on the build. Each verse and chorus ramps up by adding more instrumentation, making it more and more intense. Overall, it's just a well-performed rock ballad. It's just not particularly inventive, especially for a band like this. Just like I mentioned with 20s, the metal-leaning fans of Ghost may not appreciate a full power ballad on this record, but for somebody who grew up listening to bands like Journey, this doesn't bother me in the slightest. The only issue is, as I mentioned, I like that at least 20s was going for a risk. This is playing an awfully safe, and it just executes it to a fairly competent level. Uh, once again, as we've seen on this record, though, the edge is hidden in the lyrics. Forge claims that this song is about all the great things that religious people preach while practicing none of it. It makes sense looking at the lyrics, but to be completely honest with you, this is another one that feels like a little bit of a stretch. This is an example of Ghost's vagueness on this record being kind of something that bites them in the ass. Once again, the theme isn't absent, but I think it's presented lyrically in a way that the casual listener won't pick up on and will just kind of go over the head of most people. The message here is good, considering it is you know appropriate for the themes that we are addressing here uh but it lacks some of the more nuanced examples like Caesarion or 20s where they have specific hand-picked lines that I could have gone even further into that elaborate on what those are about but the search for meaning in this song feels a little less rewarding than digging into songs like that despite that though darkness at the heart of my love is a 
really catchy, well-performed power ballad that just suffers a little bit in terms of lyrical vagueness and overall just kind of not being as interesting as a lot of the other things going on. The next track, Griftwood, is also heavily drawing on the 80s sounds this record is going for. Instead of invoking a power ballad, Griftwood is a tip to the hat of sunset strip bands like Guns N' Roses. Personally, this is one of my favorite songs in the record. The guitar lyric is incredible, as is the soaring chorus. The bass is fantastic, being the driving force of the rhythm section of this song, uh, and that key change is absolutely perfect. This is generally one of the best att executed attempts of the new sounds that Ghost is going for. It's everything I want for my 80s rock. It's larger than life with a little bit of grit and a chorus that'll get stuck in your head for ages. I also think this track is another solid one lyrically. It's about people thumping the Bible and only using it for personal gain and power. Unlike the last song though, despite the similar themes, I think the message is communicated well. The questioning nature of the course, asking if the listener wants to wants all these material and divine rewards if they preach this, does a good job of showing that in ghost minds, some people are only leaning on religion for the perceived rewards. According to Forge, this is mainly an attack on Mike Pence, former vice president of the United States under Donald Trump. Uh, and according to Forge, Pence made a lot of his name by leaning on the Bible while being in an administration that was anything but Christ-like. While I get Ghost using Pence as an inspiration, it certainly connects it to like the Trump references that have been, in, especially in songs like 20s. I feel like this song is more applicable as a whole to other people just in general that use a philosophy, whether that be religion or not religion, uh, to only get it for their material gains i think it's more like generally applicable than it is to one specific uh, circumstance uh, but still pretty good set of lyrics and just great melodic writing this is one of the best written songs on imperia and a shining example lyrically and sonically of what ghost is attempting on this record it's one of the times where they really are passing with flying colors our short final intro track bite of passage essentially serves as an intro to the final track starting with a haunting finger-picked guitar line this carries us into respite on the fight spital fields the grand finale of the album it's a pretty great high note to end the album on. Instrumentally, the song is fantastic. It's the longest track on the record, carrying us through section after section, each packed with their own great musical ideas. From the aforementioned finger-picked guitar line, to the driving bass after the first chorus, to the keyboard line, and the phenomenal drumming that starts the final leg of the song, everyone really gets a chance to ham it up here, instrumentally. The song is appropriate for a closer. It feels very anthemic, and I've said that about a lot of these songs, but I think the grandeur, especially on this one, and how I feel like every member of the band is really given the chance to fire on all cylinders, make this the good pick for a closer. It's a good su summary of the record sonically, because yes, Ghost is leading into that new imperious sound, but there are still those moments where it feels more classically Ghost. The rhythm section provides a real grit to this song that I've been missing on the back half of this record. 
Lyrically, I also think this is an interesting closer. The track is mainly framed around Jack the Ripper, the notorious, uh, notorious serial killer of the Victorian era. But as we transition more out of direct references to dra- Jack, the track more clearly begins talking about leaving. And this is kind of the fall of the empire that Tobias referenced raising at the beginning of the album. We get this direct connection with the final moments of the track reprising the title track that kicked off the record. Once again, Imperium is supposed to be about the rise and fall of empires and to not only imply that, but also by taking us through some different time periods, you know, talking about like in Watcher of the Sky and Kaiserion in the 20s, where we get a few different little time periods, it's also to imply that this is all cyclic. This is all just something that repeats over and over and over again. Uh, And while I do admit the focus on Jack the Ripper does take a bit away from the song's ability to put a bow on the concepts of Imperium, personally, I still think this is one of the best songs on the record. I like the lyrics, and I love the multifaceted... uh, constantly changing instrumental work that is done here and it's one of those longer tracks that really does a great job of keeping you captivated the whole time with all the really interesting ideas all over it so it's a great way to end the record and that is it for imperium overall there's a lot here i really enjoy some of the consistent theming of this record imperium feels the most ghost in its lyrics And the rise and fall of Empire Story, mainly focusing on, like, Christianity and all that kind of stuff, maintains a truthfulness to the band's original concept. Still, a full concept record this is not, and Imperium gets a little swept away in its own obscurity, and a few moments that just don't perfectly connect the dots. There are a lot of people who are going to listen to this and read this as a straight 80s rock record, with maybe a few strange moments that stick out, but I feel like the lack of clarity to the casual audience in most parts hurts this uh, record more than it rewards those who are willing to find it. I say it's not a concert record because this isn't like the wall where it's one straight like a linear narrative. Instead, it's a consistently thematic record, which I do feel works. I just wish that the narrative was a little bit stronger. I feel like I feel like the rise and fall narrative is a sub-theme in a lot of songs, and I wish it would take center stage more often. Then again, it's not bad the way it is. Sonically, this record, obviously, I've been beating into the ground as a change in direction. I think there are moments where the sound is really well executed, and there are moments it falls short. Still, I think Ghost's music overall is better when they are leaning more towards metal. To me, this, if I were to rank all the Ghost albums, falls in the back half of my Ghost ranking behind Prequel, Meliora, and Opus. But in a discog this consistent, that's not saying this is terrible. To the fans who hate this record, this is not a permanent change. I feel like Ghost is a band defined by phases. I mean, they literally replaced their lead singer with a new character on pretty much every album. I think Ghost isn't going to fully stick to any sound forever, and that's why I love them so much. Overall, though, I'd recommend this record. If the more heavy aspects of this band, uh, especially, like, aesthetically, have scared you off, I'd recommend you give this one a go. Even if you love Ghost, however, and you love more of their darker sounds they used to implore a lot more there are moments for everybody to appreciate like the great writing the band had done since day one imperium is good despite the fact that it didn't live up to all my expectations i think it's still quite an enjoyable listen
So that's it for Imperium. Thank you for listening. I'm glad I finally get to talk about some new releases. There's already been some great music dropping this year, and I can't wait to cover even more. If you like this and you want more, uh, maybe check out some of my reviews that are similar to this. Iron Maiden, Slayer, Black Sabbath, Ice Nine Kills. Get some more metal content. And obviously, we got a bunch of other stuff going on. If you want to keep up with everything going on, follow us on Instagram at Depths of Music, as that is the best way to keep up with everything we've got going on. Recommend us to a friend, leave us a nice review, all that kind of good stuff really helps out the show and helps us kind of get out there. Until next time, though, I've been Nick. Thanks for diving with me to the Depths of Music, and I'll see you next time.